Thank you, Daniel, for sharing another Sunday with us. And as I look out today in Unity Hall and see each of the Save Your Seat pictures that are out there, I'm so excited that pretty soon we will be sharing space here again in Unity Hall. So if you missed the announcement earlier, uh, today opens up our registration for that May 2nd service, and you can go online and do that as soon as service is done. Today we are starting a whole new series, six weeks called Dare to Dance Again. And as you see behind me, there is an array of umbrellas. I picked out the biggest one. <laughs> and maybe you remember the song, Gene Kelly, you know, I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling. I'm happy again. It's that idea that we can sing and dance in the rain and that we have an umbrella that can protect us, even if it is not a physical umbrella. In fact, what we're here to talk about is that spiritual umbrella that we have that protects us so that we can find a way to dance and move through life no matter what is happening around us. And after this past year, I'm ready to sing and to dance again. We are here to dare to dance again. As I've been thinking about this this week, this is something that has come up for me, and so maybe you'll recognize it. There's something that happens in our world. It's usually something traumatic. Oftentimes when we lose somebody we love and we're going through that process of grieving. It may be the loss of our health. It may be the loss of our job. Some kind of a loss that we go through, the loss of being able to gather, for example, that grief process that begins within us. And as we're moving through that grief process, something comes along that that makes us smile again, that makes us laugh again. And I don't know about you, but I've had the question as I've gone through that, oh, is that all right to do? Is it all right to experience joy within myself when, you know, we're going through this worldwide pandemic where now nearly 600,000 Americans have passed away? Is it okay to laugh again when I've lost someone that I love? You know, we have these questions that we have to take a look at that. When, when is it okay to be happy again? When is it okay to express that joy again? Does there come a time where I shouldn't express that inner urge as it arises? So that's the one hand of daring to dance again. But I'm also clear that there have been times in my life where a tragedy is occurring in my life, something challenging, something that has me in that place of grief, and I feel like I have to put on the smile, I have to put on the joy, I have to put on the dance to get everybody to see and believe that I'm okay. And so I think part of this daring to dance again is daring to dance between those two perspectives. It's perfectly wonderful to celebrate the divinity that is here now, present, no matter what is occurring in my life, in your life, in our collective life. And it's also perfectly okay if we're not feeling that sense to not feel that sense, to not have to paste a smile on our face, you know, to not have to respond with, I'm fine when we're not. That, too, is part of the dance 
with the divine. So this series is going to be an examination of all of that. And today we begin with the dance of love. It always begins with love, doesn't it? I was listening, I've been listening over the last month or so to several podcasts from Father Richard Rohr, and I was listening to one uh, this week in which he was asked how he would define love. And Richard's response to that was that he would define love as a givingness. I hadn't thought about love from that perspective before. I thought about love from the perspective of being willing to see that each one is divine, being willing to see the good within each situation. But I hadn't thought about it in terms of a, a givingness. And I became aware in my own life of the many times that I have been in this place of love, but rather than being in a place of givingness, I've been in a place of withholdingness. That reminded me of the idea in A Course in Miracles, which says that there is only love and a call for love. And we can't meet a call for love with a call for love. And A Course in Miracles defines a miracle as any time that love is received and exchanged and that transformation occurs. And there is no order in miracles. It can be as small an exchange or as large an exchange, as long as love is given and exchanged. So rather than meeting a call for love with a call for love, being stuck in my defenses, being stuck in my withholding, being stuck in my unforgiveness, or in my blame, or in my victimhood, or in my anger, or fill in the blank, I'm going to choose to be giving love, not withholding. And I really like that idea, that love is a givingness. Because that, to me, totally, perfectly expresses the divine in my life. What can God do but continue to give and to give and to give? To give wisdom when I need wisdom. To give strength when I need strength. To give understanding when I need understanding. To give a beautiful divine idea when that is needed. God never withholds from us even as we've been taught, perhaps, that he does. You know, that punishing God. That God who will love us when. But my understanding of God, unity's understanding of God, is that God simply is love and continuously gives that love. And there is nothing that you or I need to do to earn that love. And that love is never withheld from us. And that we here in this human experience are here to be that kind of love in expression. Where am I in any given moment? Am I giving or am I withholding? I'd like to share with you today a scripture that is coming from the Gospel of John. And this is in the 10th chapter of John. And in the 9th chapter, before this takes place, Jesus is having this discussion with the Pharisees again. He just had, did a healing, and the Pharisees are upset with him that he did a healing on the Sabbath. You know, how dare he? Because there were laws that were in place about the Sabbath, right? And so Jesus meets them and shares with them this idea. This is from the 10th chapter of John, verses 11 through 17. 
I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down their life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because the hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as God knows me and I know God. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Holy One loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. I am the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, right? That reflection from the Hebrew scriptures that's included in this analogy of being the shepherd. I am the good shepherd. I am not a hired person who will abandon the flock. I am here to take care of the flock. I am here to give to the flock. I am not here to withhold from the flock. And here is our opportunity. Of course, unity looks at that from the metaphysical perspective, right? So the good shepherd that Jesus represents is, of course, that Christ spirit that is within each and every one of us. Our second principle tells us all of us have this Christ spirit within. There's no exceptions. God gives and therefore gives that Christ spirit to all creation. We've talked about the Christ-soaked creation that we live in that so perfectly illustrates what unity believes and teaches. So that good shepherd that Jesus represents is that Christ spirit within us. Within metaphysical teaching, we, we see that the sheep are the individual thoughts that we hold within our mind. Sometimes those individual thoughts leave the protection of that good shepherd, right? But we can always, by turning again and again to that Christ spirit within, gather up those thoughts that have left the fold and bring them back in. Those thoughts of withholding, I'm going to invite you to think about. In my own life, I see this happening. Somebody upsets me. Somebody angers me. And my first thought was, well, I'll show you. I won't do this or I won't do that. And I withhold myself. I move to this place of meeting their call for love with my own call for love. I forget that I am here to simply be giving love. Eric Butterworth tells us, and I'm getting this from Truth Unity again, and this is his lecture six on love, love is an inner power, not an object. Our need is not to be loved, but to be loved, to express love, to radiate love. If I am acting as that good shepherd, if I am doing this dance of love, then what I am doing is meeting each moment from that place of what does it look like to give love here? Herrick goes on to say, the time to salute the divinity in another person, the time to say namaskar is the very time that it becomes most difficult to do it. Not because he deserves it, but because you are out of tune. If I 
see one who has left my circle, whether it's in my thoughts or in the world that they've left this circle of goodness that I believe in, that time where I'm wanting to withhold my love, that's the time that I come back to my namaste. It's so easy to meet people in the sanctuary here, to meet people that we love and appreciate in any moment, to say, ah, namaste, friends, namaste. Now think about the person that is hardest for you to love. The person that has shown up in your life and in your world that you think, oh, I don't know about here. Here's that sheep that has left the circle. Here's that one that we are also called to continue to give to in this dance of love, not withhold from. The very time that it is the most difficult to do so, that's the time that we are called to give. Eric Butterworth goes on to say, what Jesus is really saying is that you should love because when you are not giving expression to love, you are out of the flow of the cosmic process of love, out of the flow of the divine rhythm, the divine dance of love. And it is such a dance. Now, I I also feel like what I need to say here is that this does not take away from the understanding that sometimes we need to create healthy boundaries for ourselves so that we do not add or continue to add to the dysfunction that might be taking place within any given relationship. But can I do so in such a way that I am not withholding myself but continuing to give myself to the other person? What does that look like then? We're called to love ourselves as well. So I need to give to myself this healthy boundary. That's loving of myself. But as I do so, I can continue to hold that other one in this place of namaste, in this place of knowing that that divine power and presence of love is there within that one. I call it forth within that one. I hold you in that place of possibility. I don't withhold my thoughts and ideas from the truth of who you are, giving in to the idea that you are less than divine. That's how we can continue the dance of love, even when we've had to create healthy boundaries for ourselves. The dance of love, the dance of givingness, is one that we get to live day after day after day with one another. This week, we are also celebrating Earth Day. I think about a year ago and my message on this day a year ago when the entire world was shut down during this time. We were all withholding from being with one another, but yet we saw the beauty of what was being expressed out in the world of nature at that time. Remember how the air was clearing up and we could see from cities uh, scenes that hadn't been seen in decades. We could see wild animals coming into places that they hadn't been in because it was so filled with human activity. We could see how quickly our planet could begin to heal from the activity of, of humankind upon it. And I said at that time how I hoped that we would take this time to consider what a return to normal would be. That, that maybe this was a time for us to examine that and look at that. And so as we approach Earth Day of 2021, I'm, 
I'm just wondering for myself and for you, how have you made changes? How have you used this last year to consider our impact here on planet Earth? To celebrate that divine life that is within all of creation. To give yourself in a perhaps new way to honoring the sacredness of the life here on Earth. Each week during this series, I'm going to introduce somebody that represents beautifully whatever it is that we're talking about this particular week. And so for this dance of love, as we think about our earth and our environment and our planet for this Earth Day, I'm going to bring up somebody that I'm sure you've heard about and is not without controversy, and that is young Greta Thunberg. When Greta was a young child, she became aware of what was happening on the earth, of the ways that the earth was being impacted by our humanity. And she fell into a severe depression at that time. She lost weight. She stopped eating. But somewhere along the way, she began to realize that she, even as a child, could have a voice. She could speak up. She could make changes. And so as a child, she decided, for example, to change her lifestyle as a young child and give up meat. She became a vegan, recognizing, uh, I think I've shared this before, at the Parliament of the World Religions in 2018, the number one way that we could impact the planet was to stop eating so much meat. So Greta embraced that idea and became a vegan. And then when she was 15... Uh, She lives in Sweden, and her country was going through an election process, and she wanted to bring attention to what was happening to our climate. I said this a couple of weeks ago. Here on planet Earth, it's not unknown that everything changes. (laughs) To think that it doesn't is, is the falsehood. Everything changes. So there's no denying that our climate, too, is changing. The question is, how much do we impact that change, right? And so from Greta's perspective, she said, we as human beings are impacting it. We're cutting down the forests that are the lungs of our planet that give us clean oxygen. We're polluting the rivers and the streams and the waterways that are like the blood vessels in our body. We are impacting it because of the way that we are living here on the earth. And she wanted uh, the people that were in charge of her country to pay attention to do something. And so she made the decision in 2015 to sit in front of the parliament with her signs and bringing attention um, as a student. And slowly, people began to join her. And suddenly, she found herself, a young child, the voice for children, saying, please, think about this planet. Now, I share that with you because you may or may not agree with those ideas. But I'm hoping that what you can see in this child is that Greta has given herself fully, given to her love for this planet. And in the giving of her love for this planet has listened to that voice within her that has said, this, Greta, is yours to do. And it doesn't matter if anyone else agrees with you, makes fun of you, or joins you. This is yours to do, to give yourself to this idea. And that's what I want you to hear. How can you give yourself fully to this 
loving wisdom that is within you that is encouraging you to move beyond the comfort zone of your life. As the good shepherd moved beyond the comfort zone of those sheep and went out to gather the sheep that was lost in the world where danger was happening, you and I are called to release our comfort zone, to listen to what love would have us give to life, to say, I will no longer withhold from others, but I will see and dance with each one no matter what is occurring from this place of namaste, recognizing you are divine and I am divine and I can only meet you from that place of our divinity and love so that we can transform our experience here on planet Earth. You know, unity does not teach that we are waiting for heaven someday. We are creating heaven here now. And so, of course, that dance of love, that dance of not withholding, that dance of givingness, that dance of boldness, that dance of courage, that dance of finding our voice and speaking out our truth requires practice. So here's our practice for this week. What would your life look like if you sought each day to dance the dance of love? What would your life look like to dance to the rhythm of the love of God moving in your life? Take time each day this week to contemplate those two questions. And it can be as simple as remembering to hold the question in mind, what does it look like to dance the dance of love in this moment? Contemplate the ways in which you can serve others in love. Remember, love is a giving, not a withholding. And set an intention on how you will dance to the rhythm of divine love this week. Take action each day to be that rhythm of love expressing. And again, if you can remember this in the moments that it's the hardest to remember it, to step in and recognize that the protection that you have is that Christ Spirit within. It's giving you the answers. It's providing the inspiration. It's strengthening you, uplifting you, helping you, supporting you. We are not in this alone. We can dance the dance of love, knowing that that good shepherd, that I am presence, is dancing with us and showing us the way. Thank you. Oh, I want to mention... Uh, one of the things that we're going to do, because you know when we come back in May, things are not going to be the same. We're not going to have fellowship right away. But we have a dance party planned to go with this series. So starting May 2nd through those four weeks that this series is continuing, we're going to meet outside after service. We're going to see that there's no rain. <laughs> and we're going to dance together for about a half an hour. And we would love for you to come join us, not only here in Unity Hall for Sunday services, but then to stay with us afterwards to have a dance party. And we'll share some more about that. There's more information on our website as well. Thank you, friends. I look forward to seeing you all here dancing with me in two weeks. God bless.